any trenders, welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of anime trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by. Hello, I am Isabel, and. Hello, hello, it's your boy Jack. So, Jack is back. Um, I always like saying Jack Ew. is back because it just happens to rhyme and I, I like rhyming words. But yes, Jack <laughs> is back because Agnes is out and we are so happy to have him back as usual. So, without Hello. further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about our anime convention experiences. So, uh, we're just going to go around the table or, you know, a, a hypothetical table. <laughs> we're going to go around a hypothetical table and just talk about our favorite experiences at anime, whether it's at a panel, whether it's with other people, and, you know, why it matters so much to us. So, I think you are starting us off, Isabel. So, I like to start off with the question first, which is when. Did you attend your first anime convention, and what were your initial thoughts about it before we go into your favorite、uh, memories from anime conventions? Okay, yeah, that's a great question to start off with, and I'd also like to call it. I listen to our main anime trending podcast as well, James and Nico. The last one that they did, actually, they were talking about Crunchyroll Expo. So, if you all want to listen to that. They actually talked about conventions, and we totally did not talk about them with this, unless you did, Gracie, because I don't remember talking to them about it, but they posted about it. So, no, I didn't because right now my day job is just so busy. I, I don't have time to record on the week, weekdays anymore.、Mm -hmm. And really, the weekends can be a little rough as well. Friday night is my only reprise. And now everyone knows when we're recording this anyway.、Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they posted about that. So, If anyone's in interested, go ahead and listen to that.、Uh, they have more details on that.、Um, but yeah, for the question, when、uh, my first anime convention, actually it was Anime Expo. So I feel like I'm relatively new to anime conventions, even though my friends. This year's Anime Expo? 20, 2018. So it's not, in my, in my opinion, it hasn't been that long because a lot of my friends have been going for years past that. They showed me like, their, all their badges throughout the years. And I had always wanted to go, but I never made the effort. I kind of never asked my parents type thing. And I didn't really know about it too much. So, but yeah, when it came, when I don't know, it's, I guess it was a time where I had pretty much, had I finished college, I guess? Yeah, I graduated from college. So I was like, okay, I finally have time to go down to LA and maybe like take a week off and go to Anime Expo and meet up with some friends there.、Um, and, Yeah, I'm, I had a ton of fun there. I didn't expect to.、Uh, I, you know, just seeing all the events and things like that and going to panels. I feel like that's one of my more memorable ones. And I feel like every, every anime expo I've been to since that, it's only been two, <laughs> but I really enjoy just going to the panels and seeing the people, meeting up with people. I also see our anime trending folks maybe that time once a year or maybe twice a year if they come to Crunchyroll or things like that. So, I really enjoy meeting up people. And I think during that time was also my first time seeing what Artist Alley was all about. And now I absolutely love going there and seeing all the other、um, exhibition halls and things like that. I didn't know it could be so big.、Um, so, I always try to tell my other friends who haven't gone at all just like, just go at least once. I think it's worth it. I know people complain about the lines and waiting and things like that. Um, but I think for the first time, at least, it's a good experience overall. Alrighty. So 
that's great that your first anime convention experience was overall very positive. So now let's move on to more of the direct topic, you know, which is what you mentioned panels and, you know, exhibit halls and such like that. So out of your whole experiences, what are some of your favorite memories? You know, is it a panel? Was it an interview? Because uh, as for all the listeners, uh, as anime trending members, we will sometimes get to interview very esteemed guests. And that's always very exciting. But uh, is it the interviews? Is it the panels? You know, what are some of your fondest memories from all your experience of anime conventions? Yeah, definitely the panels are the biggest ones. Um, I didn't know anything about Trigger, for example, going in, but people were really hyped about that. And they always hold a panel every year. And that was one of the more memorable panels for me. And uh, I like watching kind of like the first episode that they show as well, because I feel like that gives me a sneak peek. And then after that, I start watching the show afterwards. One, one example was a Trigger panel that where they show the first episode to SSSS Gridman. So after seeing that, I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. So I started watching Gridman the season it came out and enjoyed it. And then um, and then carrying on into that, um, the Trigger folks actually came to a panel, another panel when I was up in Portland, Oregon. They have their own anime convention there. It's called KumoriCon. And they Trigger surprisingly came to that one. I didn't expect a lot of... Um, you know, Japanese uh, folks to come over uh, because it's such a smaller, you know, smaller convention compared to like Anime Expo, for example. And and they they talked about Promare there, and so I was really excited for that. And they talked they talked in more detail about you know um, the director's ideas for the movie, what he became obsessed with, like drawing little fireballs for the movie and things like that. And it's so interesting to see these initial designs that you never thought about. And then also the characters that the director or producer really enjoyed. And they like, I want to see more scenes of this, right? And you can share that sentiment. And then when I rewatched the movie again, I, I thought about, you know, what they, what their um, intentions were. And so it carries on into that. I think it really elevates my experience for either movies or just shows, thinking about what the people did behind it and what their ideas were for those. I remember as well that this year's Studio Trigger, you got to tweet out one of Anime Trendy's most successful tweets in history. You want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, this week, this time, Trigger, I actually was going to skip that. So I actually was like, okay, Trigger yes. panel. But yeah, I, I was going to skip it because I, because I wanted to do something else during that time. But I wanted to see the Bleach panel right after that. So I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit through a trigger panel because I think they were doing like a 20th anniversary and I didn't know what to expect um, because I think the information or details wasn't like, they didn't have that many details on there. Um, and so, yeah, just, and then they pulled out Cyberpunk, pulled out the first episode for that. So I'm definitely going to watch that now. Oh yeah. How is that? How, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah. So they pulled up, uh, they had... For Cyberpunk, they did kind of like a collaboration uh, with the people behind uh, Project Red. And so they kind of talked about like game designs and things like that, how they reached out to each other. And then um, and then the first episode as well, they showed that um, actually I, it was English dubbed. And oh. I, I truly enjoyed that. I was like, I would totally watch this. And it kind of gives me those like psychopath feels. And then... Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Very, it's kind of, it's very, I haven't played the game, but I've seen the gameplay of it for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, but I think it's very similar to that. And I, and I like the character overall as well, the main character. So after seeing that first episode and them kind of like hyping that up, you know, I thought that was kind of like the whole panel. I thought I was good already. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then after that, they announced, they, they had that announcement about uh, the other anime. Uh, what was it called again? It was like Panty, Panty and Stalking what, is what it was. They just kind of like sta- slapped it on at the end of the thing and we were freaking out about it. And I, and I, I love was, how you didn't remember what it was called. I wanted to, like, uh, it was because I like freak out when I like have to remember things. So, but yes, I remember. Now. She feels Panty put on the spot is why. <laughs> yes, I do. But yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't watched that at all. I didn't know what it was about. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're, they're, everyone was really excited about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, they announced this. And then all of a sudden that tweet like exploded and then people were like, are you sure? Like, that doesn't make it, mm-hmm. like, it's been too long since the last one had come out. And so they were, and so it was like all over, you know, Twitter and stuff like that. So I, I was like, okay, that, that's a little too much pressure. I feel like I'm like reliving it now. I remember like watching, like reading tweets about it and trying to read if did anyone else also, you know, uh, <laughs> can someone else confirm my thoughts? Because I don't want to be the one saying this, you know? And I was getting pings about it too. Like, Isabel, are you sure about this? I'm like, <laughs> I, I believe what I, I, I saw. So I hope that's right, you know? <laughs> oh, that's what Isabel. happens when you're first in. <laughs> I know, yeah. You have was, no idea. I was like, Nico, why did you leave? Can't you validate this for me, please? <laughs> Nico was at the panel too. He also saw the cyberpunk part, but I think he had to leave for an inter- interview or something. So he didn't see that last part. Literally the little thing that they slapped on at the end. Thank goodness you tweeted it. Cause you, I think, I actually think we were one of the first to tweet it in any Twitter. So that's why it just absolutely exploded after that. Well, yeah. And then it clearly gave Isabel a heart attack for like at least mm-hmm. 20 minutes, probably. Yeah. Oh, we're sorry, Isabel. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for your service, Isabel. <laughs> yes, thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, man. But that it really is wild because I also don't know anything about the original. So when I saw that tweet, I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And then and Quack was just like, because uh, I was with Quack at that time. And Quack was like, thank goodness Isabel was at that panel. And she like stayed there the whole time. Like we wouldn't have been able to get this tweet out so quickly. Like Anime News Network tweeted it after us and stuff like that. And so and, and he's like, out. good job, Isabel. And, and so I was like isabel like i don't like i wonder if she knows like how big of an impact that one tweet made but it looks like she felt the impact a little too much so yeah it was a little too much for me i'm like i i just confirmed it i just thought it would be like a normal tweet you know like normal amount but then yeah people were like really and i was like oh okay i don't know did i mess up yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i don't want to give out wrong information that's like probably the worst but i'm glad you know it was yeah so um yeah looking forward to that 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 was definitely nerve-wracking but definitely an interesting experience for me at least also this is off topic but my first time seeing it isabel your mic changes colors and i love it (laughs) it does yeah it's just like random colors so i can't control it 
I love it. I love things that are like ombre and they just randomly change colors. In fact, my fish tank, the light for my fish tank is basically disco where it just changes colors randomly. And so, yeah, that, that's like a we little We got a gift, Gracie, okay. like a full-on RGB mechanical keyboard and PC set up yeah. and just go full RGB. And oh, that, no, 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 don't. Uh, don't uh, give that to me because uh, I I only use a laptop. I don't use anything RGB else. RGB laptop. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So the trigger panel obviously is a big part of your convention, anime convention going and stuff like that. Any other events or, you know, memories you have of the conventions that have, you know, stood out to you in regards to your experience that you would like to share? Yeah, one random one that I thought of today while thinking about the podcast today was, I don't know if you were there, Gracie, when we, in 2018, there was, they showed Liz and the Bluebird, um, the movie, and... I was not there, actually. Okay. Well, this is just, like, a random thing, but I like how, like, I know there's always tech difficulties, but they made the best thing out of tech difficulties in this uh, panel, because they, yeah, they weren't able to show that, so all of a sudden... (laughs) This I this one person was like, what do we do and stuff like that? And we're like, oh, we're gonna hold like a eat bread eating contest. So the really? uh, this guy yeah. just had like a loaf of a bread, <laughs> yeah. And they brought it up on stage and got like three contestants or something. And they're like, okay, eat the bread as fast as you can. It's ah. not like we have any prizes. And you know, our did, lovely. Did you participate? I did not participate. Darn it! I was like, what am I supposed to do with that bread? <laughs> but like three i feel like random people just went up there i was like okay i'll eat the bread and they really made it look like a food eating contest and i was like astounded by it but i thought it was the most hilarious thing ever like this this kind of random things can like pop up and the fact that people can just meet up and do that and yeah i was definitely entertained by that of course the movie afterwards is also very great that's the other thing i like watching is movies and quote unquote not sleeping. I'm sorry. This time I I know I fell asleep. I was just about to make a comment. <laughs> I mean, you're slumber for a reason. I was just about to say, oh really, Isabel? You like movies? <laughs> you want to talk about the movies? You want to talk about the time year? you woke up during the middle <laughs> climax of a movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always do like watching movies. I think this year they like spoiled us because they opened the regal cinemas so then they uh, at oh, expo fancy. so they had like those fancy seats and i was like this is so comfy and it was in that Go- goodbye donglees <laughs> movie that you you can't you can't see me right now i'm just shaking my head oh you are <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sad <laughs> you slept through that <laughs> i slept through the middle i yeah i was doing good and then i fell asleep and then oh yeah i woke up because somebody else was snoring next to me down the down the, <laughs> down the row brothers in arms really <laughs> i know and i thought oh no i thought that was me that was snoring but then i found out it was someone else and i was like oh thank god but i was also like was i the one snoring or things like that i know people could hear it like i know we were on the balcony on top and you guys were on the bottom and you guys could hear it like it's is someone snoring and i was like yeah, I was like right next to that person, almost kind of in the same row. 
Yeah, those regal chairs were very dangerous. And I say this because when I was in, so uh, Isabel and I did not sit next to each other. Mm -hmm. We were in different places, but we both watched the movie. And the two guys beside me, I can tell that they had arrived quite a bit earlier than me because it's they look very situated, like they've been there and they were holding like a bag of popcorn. And they just like, fell asleep and they napped for a good like 10 or 15 minutes before the movie started and so when the movie began I woke up the guy next to me because I was like if you're here with popcorn you probably want to watch the movie and so I I tapped him lightly and I was like the movie's starting as an FYI so he did wake up because he was like oh like because he did really want to watch it but his friend beside him was just passed out like he was shaking his friend being like dude dude and like trying to wake him up and his friend was just dead and like there was like I just remember a certain point where he just gave up like I just saw in his face and he was like I'm never going to wake him up he's just gonna (laughs) sleep with that bag of popcorn against his chest and I'm just gonna be the one who watches the movie so apparently those regal theater chairs are quite dangerous for everyone not just Isabel everyone's prone to this it seems <laughs> but okay so you enjoyed Liz and the Bluebird I'm guessing <laughs> oh yeah it was a great experience I really liked the music behind it and then um, also just the I hadn't seen Hibiki Euphonium and it was nice that it was a side story so mm-hmm. I still listen to the song sometimes from the movie so and yeah, I think just like the animation behind that, Kyoto Animation always does a great job. So I really liked watching that overall, getting more into the characters. I had, I still have yet to watch Hibike, but my friends have really been telling me, you've watched Liz and the Bluebird, why don't you watch this now? And I'm like, okay, I will. Someday. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more because I'm more like an orchestra girl who, I used to play violin. So in terms of band, mm. I, don't, I don't have that much interest. Um, wow, fancy with your violin though. Yes. Although my violin's like in the closet right now. I do need to get rid of it because I haven't touched oh. it in years. Yes. I thought you were going to say, oh, I should repractice it. And you're like, no, I'm oh, getting no. rid of it. I, I'm pretty much going to give that up. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, I think that is all we have the time allotted for Isabel. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the baton to Jack now. So Jack, Yay. same questions at the very beginning. Tell us when was your first anime convention? What was your experience <laughs> with it? And then we will move into, you know, your favorite moments and memories Whoa. from anime conventions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as Isabel, that I started a little late in terms of, you know, actually going to an anime convention. And I'm actually surprised at this because, Isabel, you and I went to the same university technically, although don't think at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess you've never been to a SAC anime because that was my first um, anime convention. Oh, yeah, I meant to. I just, yeah. <laughs> my friends were not into that anime, into anime that much. So, like, mm. they never wanted to drive up to SAC. You didn't so, want to uh, go with the, the the one and only Noobles or anything? I, I barely knew him then. I, I swear, <laughs> I, like I said, I, knew, I, I only met him as I was graduating for, like, two weeks. I saw him two times, maybe. And that was it. The rest That's of the time. That's so funny. Yeah, we've only interacted online, so. Oh, man, I love that. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on SAC anime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, that's the funny thing, though, because the person who brought me to SAC anime was Noobles. Oh, <laughs> so we, we actually carpooled together. I don't remember what year that was, but it might have been my first year. Um, but yeah, SAC anime was so much fun. 
because again that was my first anime convention and at the time i actually wasn't into anime so my kind of background with anime was i watched it obsessively and read manga obsessively as a kid up until about 2014 i i know it's 2014 because no game no life was the last anime i watched before stopping watching anime and that anime finished in 2014 still needs a season two probably will not get a season two but like if you're listening out there madhouse i think madhouse make a second (laughs) season of no game no life um which they won't uh i didn't watch or read manga or do anime things until after i graduated so i went to sack anime with the sole intention of meeting overwatch voice actors that was the one thing I wanted to do at Zack Anime. And I did do that, which was really cool. So, Isabel, you know, talk, you talking about how you really like doing panels and stuff. And I'm just like, I hate panels. I don't like them at all. I think they're boring. I just, I've been to one. I don't remember what it was. I was just so bored because I think I just don't like listening to people talk in certain ways. I don't know. Anime panels just do not do it for me. So instead, again... I spent my time wandering around Artist Alley, and I spent my time meeting voice actors, because those were the two way more interesting things to me for uh, panels. Um, so one of my fondest memories is, is again, meeting over, specifically Overwatch voice actors. Um, and during this specific um, SAC anime, I think for two years, I had gone as Graffiti Tracer, which is, if you don't know Overwatch, Tracer is the main box art character and graffiti is one of her skins um so i had gone as graffiti tracer which was very cool because i didn't see anybody else dressed up like that and i'm just like it's always cool when you have like the unique cosplay um and because this was around the time that overwatch was big that meant that i got to see a lot of um other cosplayers who were actually dressed up as like overwatch characters like you know going to ax this year or control expo i know they're both anime things um but sometimes you'll see video game characters up there neither ax or uh crunchyroll expo had you know overwatch characters because it's just it's not it's not popular anymore um so back then it was the right time to cosplay that and i got to take a bunch of pictures with various cosplayers or just other people who really wanted to take a picture with me and i was just like this is the first time i've ever been that people have been wanting to take pictures with me like as a cosplayer because i'd never done that before um so it was really cool to do like character poses or like pretending to do you know like video game references or like referencing in-game lore um, and just like posing with other people who are just as nerdy and fanboy as you are about these types of different games. Um, and I'm sure a lot of the anime, cos- I've never uh, cosplayed an anime character before, but I'm sure a lot of like anime cosplayers would probably say the same thing where they enjoy interacting with people from their fandom and like taking pictures with them and doing all these poses and stuff. Um, And I think there's sort of, there's two distinct situations when I was cosplaying that I found hilarious. So one of them was, um, there was a cosplayer uh, cosplaying Battle Bunny Riven uh, from League of Legends. So Riven's the character, Battle Bunny's one of her like sexy costumes, and it's just a really funny costume. Um, Very out of character, but like just hilarious costume. Um, And this cosplayer was doing it like so well, like her outfit was great, her sword was great. The, like, kind of unique aspect of this character is her giant greatsword. Um, so then one of the things that I like to offer as a cosplayer was, like, do you want to do a weapon swap with me? Like, just do a picture where we swap weapons. So she agreed. So, you know, Tracer's weapons are these tiny little 
pea shooters. They're just like little guns. So then, she, you know, this woman who's holding a great sword now is just holding these tiny little guns. And then <laughs> as the as the uh, Tracer uh, cosplayer, I grabbed the sword and I immediately posed with it behind my back as though I was struggling under its weight. <laughs> oh. And it was the funniest thing because the co- the Riven cosplayer was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm struggling under it. Just, uh, just go along with it. And then, you know, it took her a couple seconds to just be like, oh, wait, oh, okay. I see you're posing, you know, you're posing for a picture. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up doing that. And that was just the funniest thing because it was one of the pictures we got was just her laughing really loudly and being very out of, like, out of cosplay character. Watching me just struggle under this sword and it's like the sword's a normal foam like eva sword um so it's just fun to do weird interactions like that but you know even cross fandom or just like between different characters and stuff um and like you know if everyone's a good sport the cosplayers will go along with weird stuff like that um and yeah i don't know people are just so nice back you know at least back then i haven't cosplayed since like 2018 so I don't know if, you know, people are the same. I hope, I certainly hope they are. But, pe- but you know, those cosplayers that sack anime were just so much fun because they just, you know, they just did all those silly things and really enjoyed it. Um, and on that too, like, since I was cosplaying, you know, an Overwatch character and I was like obsessively wanting to see the voice actors and I have like half of their signatures on like this really cute framed uh, photograph or framed um, fan art. And I'm, I will, I will one day get every single voice actor to sign it. It's probably going to be a lot harder, but we'll see what happens with conventions in the future. But one of my other favorite moments, definitely, for just like that very first convention was meeting some voice actors who I either knew through Overwatch or had known for a long time. So like um, one of the voice actors was uh, Jen Cohn, who's the voice actor of Farah, who's, and she's just the lady who has the big old missiles and stuff. And she was just, like, just meeting all of the voice actors, but her in particular was just, like, so fun and bubbly and, like, really excited that everyone else was excited. Because I think the cool thing about Overwatch at the time was a lot of the voice actors were, like, relatively unknown. Like, they had either done small roles or they had only... They hadn't done anything, really, in terms of voice roles until Overwatch. So then suddenly this very popular game makes you a very popular voice actor. So this was like one, maybe not their first, but like one of their first experiences being so close to the fans who were like obsessively excited over, you know, meeting them and being like, well, you're a really cool voice actor because you voice my favorite character, for example. Um, so it's just really hype to see people who feel like celebrities being just as excited as you are to meet you and kind of like feeling that back and forth. Um, interaction with the fans and stuff um and yeah i'm just gonna keep blathering on so one last thought before we move on to whatever gracie has in store for me next because i forgot what her second question was already Um, (laughs) (laughs) you kind of like moved into this oh am i wow i'm doing incredibly so uh yeah one last thought for that um the uh i guess the most amazing voice actor i had met actually was jennifer hale who is you know, very obviously a very seasoned voice actor. Um, and she voices Ash in Overwatch. And she does an incredible job of it. Like, Jen Hale's voice is so distinct that if you've played any of her games, you probably know what she sounds like. You might not know that it's her, but you're like, wait, I, I know who that... I know that voice. I know who she is. Because she's in, like, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
But like one of my favorite things is that she's the voice of female Shepard in um, Mass Effect. Like that's probably I would assume that's probably her most well-known role. Um, and of course, I had the just so so much like such an honor to meet her at one of the SAC animes. Um, and so this this one's just like a fun little story that I got to tell. You know, one of the people really close to it, where uh, both my partner and I changed our names based on Mass Effect, actually. So oh. um, my partner's last name uh, is Shepard, and they changed that quite a bit ago. And my first name is Jack, which is also based on Mass Effect. So that was something that I had, you know, told Jen Hale. I don't know if she remembers it, but at the time I felt like it was a very sweet moment because she just like gave me a hug and was like, thank you for telling me this. And I was like, oh, I know. I I, I don't know why you're thanking me. I was just like, I don't know. Were I, you I was, like, like totally like, just fanboying? No, I, was, I was fanboying. I was literally, it was literally, it's literally that. I was just fanboying. I was just like, hey, I, it's like, I know this is a lot of, an, of emotional, you know, vomiting on you. But, and then I relayed exactly what I said. Um. And then she's like, oh, that's so, so very sweet. And then she's like, you guys are married? And I was like, well, we're, di-. and I was like, yes. Um, and then she was just like, oh, that's so cute. And I can't believe that. And I was like, yeah. Aww. And then I was like, I don't know why I said that to your face. Like, this is a weird thing to say to your face. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, yeah. And then she, you know, gave me a hug and was like, and then took very, very blurry selfies with me that I cherish and love forever. But. I hate that they were such blurry selfies. Like that, oh, that gets me. Where no. I'm just like, oh, why were they so blurry? Ah, I was about I was to so ask like, what happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it was so cute though. Um, and then you know she signed my Overwatch poster, and I uh, at the time that that poster didn't actually have her character on it, so I was just like, can you just like draw your character? And she's like, I can't draw. And I was like, can you try? <laughs> And then she did and actually did a very good job because I had asked other voice actors to try to draw their character and they failed, but it was so much fun to watch them not do it well. Um, but like, it's stuff like that where that's definitely my focus for, um, <laughs> for like wandering around conventions. I'm like, if there's voice actors I want, I will wait the two hours in line to see that voice actor and have like a five minute conversation with them. Because it's like, clearly it's stuck in my memory, right? And the other thing I like doing at conventions is spending too much money at the artist alley. <sighs> How long have you waited? Like, what was your longest wait time for meeting one of these voice actors? Oh, man. Two. I don't know if two hours is a stretch or not, but it might be. I think it might have been like two hours. I think for Jen Hale, actually, just because, again, she's such a well-known and very kind of spread out voice actor like she 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 hits across so many different voices that no matter what what you are a fan of at you know at an anime convention you'll probably have heard her in a video game somewhere so probably hers probably about two hours which i don't know if that's bad or not okay i have another question that's more of like a funny question oh my god please how long did how long did it take you to get into anime expo this year on the first day? Oh my god, that was the worst, dude. Dear god. <laughs> okay, so, alright, let, let's give context for our poor, poor, poor <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just no, so it's funny. Okay. It's fine, it's my fault for not signing up with you guys. So, um, what happened this year at Anime Expo was that everybody else got to do a um, press pass. So you guys got to all do a press pass. And I was a dummy, and I just did the normal four-day pass. I could have done a press pass with them, 
I also could have done an industry pass if I had done it in advance and thought about it. <laughs> if I didn't buy my ticket like the week before, like two weeks before the event, I could have avoided this entire hell. So I ended up having to wait in line. I don't even know how long it took. Like I was so tired and like knocked out by the time we actually got in that I think the time just disappeared from me and I couldn't make sense of anything. Um, so yeah, I was one of those poor folks stuck in AX line hell for hours. And, you know, luckily, question mark, there's a question mark right next to this, luckily, because we were in a parking garage for, and we were like winding around a parking garage for one of the entrances. I didn't even know which entrance I was at because I was just following people to find a line. And then literally we just kind of wandered through the parking garage wandered around the backs of buildings and alleys and i was like i don't even know where we're going and i just kept following the people in front of me and it was kind of uh, this was this was what made my line experience extra awkward because there were like mid-30s dudes in front of me who are like talking very simp like like very simping over various anime characters and i was like okay that's normal conversation but then the like, there was a group of pretty young girl cosplayers behind me, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're talking about the same characters. And I was like, I'm glad that I am separating these two groups <laughs> so that these poor, like, high school age girls behind me are not listening to the weird simping of the four dudes in front of me about the characters that they're cosplaying. Like, this is weird. <laughs> and I'm like, in my, I was like, I'm not standing with anybody. I can't discuss this with anyone. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is weird, right? It is? No? Okay. Anyway, that was the worst. And that's all that, like, stands to mind. That that whole me having to listen to that converse, to just all of that in front of me for, like, an hour at least. Yeah, that's so long. And, and I was just like... Sandwiched between them. <laughs> I was. And I was just like, you know, these very, you know, their cosplays were good. I assume. I don't know Genshin. But... They were Genshin cosplayers, and I was like, their costumes look nice. There's a lot of I'm stuff impressed going on. you recognize they were Genshin cosplayers because as someone mm. who doesn't play any games, I would have just been like, oh, cosplayers. <laughs> I wouldn't even have a name <laughs> I, to them. I think so. so my partner really likes Fenty because she really likes fanboys. So that's like the only reason why I recognize that it was Genshin. Ah. I was like, oh, <laughs> one of them is Venti. So I assume that the rest of them are Genshin cosplayers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And the, yeah, and then again, I was just like listening. To, oh God, that was like such a. I'm again very happy that I was. I I don't want to say I'm protecting those kids. I, like it wasn't like I was doing anything, but kind of being a physical person in front of them. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, this is just a terrifying conversation to be listening in on. I don't know. That was just terrible. Uh, but the rest of the convention went great, especially as soon as I got one of those press passes, and I could just not do that anymore. <laughs> I like what I remember on the first day is you had to get separated from us and we were like, oh, no, <laughs> I was just like, oh, come on, I'm, I'm the lead editor of their of their freaking website. Like, <laughs> let me in. Um, but yeah, it is just, we and so we, we were just like, uh, like, like it wasn't going to work. But then uh, no, I. <laughs> I remember that at a certain point you had finally messaged in our group chat and you were like, I am finally in. Let and me, I think let, yeah, honestly, let me look at let me try to see if I can quickly scroll through my messenger. And I see. just remember thinking to myself, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I went to two panels already. <laughs> like, 
meantime while like being let in and stuff. Yeah, you guys you guys were just like having fun and just like, oh wow, we got to walk around the panel floor, whatever, whatever. And then I'm just like, I'm walking around alleys and parking lots. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so uh, much fun. Okay, so you kind of went into the second segment already, which is talking about like your fondest memories oh, yeah. and like uh, what, what you what you remember of anime conventions, but you mentioned the artist alley. So I am curious, do you have like consistent artists you like to go back and look at, like, you know, visit them for their, you know, artworks and stuff, or do you just wander around and sort of like window shop, I guess? (laughs) Oh, I see. That's a good question. Hang on. I I got to the, I'm getting to the part where we were talking about this and I need to, Oh, (laughs) Let's see, at 10.14 a.m. on July 1st, I said, I found the end of a line. Just one line. I didn't know what line it was. And I'm in South Hall wandering. What time was that? It won't tell me. How do I check this? Okay, well, I give up. I don't know how to check this. Oh, sorry. Oh, that wasn't that bad. 11.30? Took me an hour and a half to get into the hall after I found a line. Actually, that's probably more like two hours because it took me an hour to find a line. And then it took me another hour to wait inside that line and get inside somewhere. Anyway, Gracie was asking me a very important question that I just completely forgot about as I was recounting that. So could you repeat the question, please? Oh, I was saying, since you go to the artist alley a lot, is there a particular artist that you always go back or do you just window shop? So... Okay, well, I I, I try to window shop and then I end up buying like more, way more things than I should buy. (laughs) so what i try to do is window shop for my first round i'll wander around and just kind of scope out who's there and what's there and where's there um and try to figure out okay what do i want to buy what am i looking for who's doing this and the one thing that i always do at a at a convention is i always get one commission done by someone i always i usually try to do someone new but if it's if i know that there's an artist i like there i'll get a commission from them um so, let's see. Who are artists that I do? Um, back when I did sack anime a lot, I would go to Heckenbear a lot. H-E-C-K-I-N-B-E-A-R. Um, uh, and their arts are really cute. They did a lot of Overwatch art. And I think it was a lot of like Dark Souls and Souls-like art. As well as like Journey. Like some uh, some some like kind of indie game stuff. Alongside doing the Overwatch art that I really liked. And I had actually commissioned them to do two of my OCs. I haven't seen them recently, though, so I don't know if they're going to conventions during the pandemic. Um, so that's one artist that I used to go to a lot. I didn't see them at either of the ones I went this year. Um, another one that I really enjoyed going to that I first saw at SAC was uh, Dunesan, which I think their Twitter is D-U-N-E-5, like the number 5, A-N-D. Um, and that person used to work on at Yacht Club Games, who did Shovel Knight. I think... I forgot what type of designer, but some sort of designer for them. And the funny thing with Dune is the best thing where they would do like five to ten dollar Shrek commissions. So what? <laughs> yes. So these Shrek commissions are like the highlight of commissions. <laughs> you literally are just like, all right, Dune, here's ten dollars. Can you please turn my waifu into Shrek? Question mark. And then Dune's like, yes, of course I will. Why would I not do that? Why would anyone not want to turn their waifu into Shrek? Um, so I did, you know, you get you get art like that. It's so beautiful. It's amazing. So what I did was turn Rad Sheba from Valhalla into a Shrek. 
And then I turned my namesake of SpookyBot also into a Shrek. And then one of my best friends in Sack Anime turned Camilla from Fire Emblem Fates into Shrek. So it was a big boobied Shrek and it was just hilarious. Oh my you can God. see, you'll see all versions of Shrek <laughs> through this artist. It's incredible. Like, that is such, a, what a good way to make money. <laughs> like, five to ten dollar commissions while turning all of these anime waifus into Shrek. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a waifu, but like, why wouldn't you choose your waifu and turn them into Shrek? <laughs> um, so yeah, Dune, also a good one. I think it is like one or two of the days out of like a four day. You have to you have to ask them. I think uh, when they do it. Um, and then oh, at the most recent one. So one of my friends was at the most recent one. She's Wave of the Ocean. She does a lot of Haikyuu and Fire Emblem. I finally got to see her like in person at a at a con. Um, and we had we made a, a game a visual novel together. Um, and I was just like, you know, I need to like spend more money and throw more money at you so then um i like dragged one of my friends who really likes high q over to her booth and was just like J- buy things from her booth because i'm like i don't watch high q but you do and i know you will buy merch if i put you in front of her merch um so if, if i have a friend and like i know that they're going to a convention then i will absolutely see them and i will just be like here's money <laughs> like give me something here's money <laughs> Um, oh, and also at CRX, this one was kind of incredible where my friend really wanted to see this artist from Australia um, named uh, Fee. Oh, God, what is what is her? Uh, what's her Twitter? But anyway, this was an artist from uh, Australia who had just gone uh, just for like CRX. And then one of the funniest things that she said because she had to handle everything in cash because she was from Australia was like, why does American money all look the same? <laughs> and then she's like, why are they all the same color? Like, why are they not color-coded? And I was like, I never thought about that. Yeah, never thought about that. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, is Australian money not, like, color-coded? <laughs> and then she's like, this all looks green and the same. And I was like, I've never thought about this in my life. Um, but anyway, uh, I figured it out. It's Hawberries, H-A-W-B-E-R-R-I-E-S underscore at Twitter. Um, but yeah, Hawberries was really, like, she was really sweet. And um, apparently she was not prepared for the rabid fan base for Arknights that was here. Um, and I, mm. oh, sorry, I should have prefaced with, I love, I am into miscellaneously niche things. Like, for some reason, the things that I like are just not mainstream, and I don't do it on purpose, I swear. But... I like all these mobile games and stuff that don't get as much, you know, love as your favorite mainstream anime. So whenever I go to a convention, I'm trying to look for these weird niche things that I like. And I will very much be biased towards buying merch from those weird artists. Like, for example, um, I had seen a, a very cool, like, environmental artist who did, like, environments based on anime and, like, movies and stuff. And one of the environments that they had drawn was for Maple Story. And I'm like, I grew oh. up playing Maple Story. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So I got like their little um, kind of like a photo photograph, the like a Polaroid pic, like a Polaroid drawing sort of of Kerning City, which is one of like the main cities in Maple Story. So like, I love looking at unique, um, you know, unique stuff from all these artists. Um, but anyway, back to Hawberries. This one was hilarious of a, of a situation because, again, she wasn't prepared for Arknights. Like, that being so big in, you know, America, because she was like, people in Australia don't really play it. 
So um, I was like, oh, you don't have any Arknight stuff? I I really wanted a sticker. And she had run out of all the stickers that she had. Aww. So I ended up getting something else. That was the artist that I ended up commissioning for that convention. Like I said, I always commission um, artists when I can. And we were talking about like rolling for characters in the gotcha. And I was like, I've been trying to roll for this character for the past week. And I haven't gotten her. And she's limited. And I really don't want to spend money. But she's limited. And I really want her. And then I just, and then we were just like, crankily groaning and moaning over our gotcha luck or lack thereof she actually ended up getting all the characters on the banner and i was like screw you um <laughs> but anyway like i i finished you know walking around that was like one of the first artists we had gone to so i went back at toward the end of the day to get my commission and then she just like takes this print of the character i was talking about and you know she's just like this is my manifestation to you here is that print of that character you really want and if people are wondering, this is the Ling banner. I was pulling for Ling very hard. So anyway, she just like gives me this print for free and is just like, this is my manifesting. You're going to get her. You don't have to spend a dime. And I was, and then she signed it. Because <laughs> then I'm just like, I love it when artists sign my stuff. And then I was like, oh, you're so sweet. That's amazing. Thank you for, I was like, thank you for the commission. Thank you for the, uh, thank you for the art. Ah! And I was just like, she just shook because people, you know, like, a lot of these artists are so amazing and like the kind of like the same thing as what I was saying with voice actors where it's like they're just as excited to see you be excited over shared fandoms or like shared interests. So I'm sure I'm sure for her it was just like kind of a shock but like a pleasant surprise that she'd seen so many Arknights fans in you know in in just America and she was just like I should have brought more stickers I should have brought more of my merch because people literally like bought her out of all the merch that she had um but like sad story sad, sad story though i didn't actually end up pulling that character and i was just like <laughs> i was like oh and then i was like i'm not gonna pay money for this though i spent too much money buying merch from various artists that i can't i cannot crack my wallet open for this limited character and i regret it every day but it's okay it's okay but yeah yeah long-winded way to say i really like the artist alley i think it's so much fun i think you can meet some very cool people I think you can meet some incredible artists as long as you're not being a weirdo about it or anything. And, you know, commission your artists, buy stuff from them and, you know, give a side eye toward the ones that over-sexualize characters. But, you know, people buy from those booths. So no judgment, but also a lot of judgment, but also no judgment, but like a lot of judgment. Yeah. All right. Support local artists. <laughs> well, I think this is my turn now, so I'm going to go ahead and say... Yeah, Gracie, say, what's your first uh, convention? I thing? think it's the same as Yay. Isabel. It was 2018, oh, okay. so I didn't watch Liz and the Bluebird. I watched Machia instead, and so uh, I distinctly... Mm. That, uh, that was a big anime convention because that's where I met Mari, uh, Mari who is one of our best, like, friends now and she helps out anime trending a lot and she's just really amazing but she was working for 11 arts at the time and was promoting makia and i had seen makia the night before and absolutely loved it in fact that panel it's not one of my most favorite panel but i distinctly remember it because everyone was sobbing <laughs> at the end it was you just sobbing? like uh yes i was also crying but it okay. was like a whole room <laughs> of people crying and then uh and then mario kata was there and she talked about like you know where she got the idea for the novel uh for her movie and stuff like that and um audience members got to like 
talk to her and ask questions. And a lot of them were so touched by the story. They were just sharing what the movie reminded them of, which made like her cry, which made everyone cry more. So this is your fault, Mario Kata. Like if if you hadn't written the story that way, we wouldn't be constantly crying. But uh, anyway, I love Makia for sure. But definitely it was my first experience was very intimidating for me because I had grown up uh, essentially hiding slash not really showing the otaku right. side of things. I I grew up in an like area. a lot of us in this generation, I'd say. Oh, yeah. But I think for me, based on like mm-hmm. my talk with other anime trending people, is that I grew up in a school where I could count on my fingers how many Asian people are in that school. Ah, yeah. So because of that, it's not like anime is something that is even well-known amongst the Asians, to be completely honest. And so because their areas, they don't grow up around that either. And so uh, because of that, I kept a lot of that to myself. So being at the anime convention the first time was just very mind-blowing to me because of how many people were there and how many different people were there. Like the idea that this could even happen was unfathomable for someone like me who grew up basically where only my best friends knew about my obsession with anime. And even then they don't engage in it. It's just they're my best friends. So they think it's fun to listen to me rant about it and stuff like that. So it was, a honestly, it was a pretty life-changing experience simply because of how wowed I was by the magnitude of everything. However, when it comes to my favorite moments, or I guess like my fondest memories, um, one of them is when we got to interview the director, uh, Ishihara-san, who directs uh, Sound Sound Euphonium, so he became Sound Euphonium. And originally, uh, so this was Eleven Arts, again, who set this up for us. And originally they had said that, you know, you can be creative with what you guys want to do for, you know, the interview and stuff. And so at that time, like really cute, like eating videos were a thing where it's like uh, you eat while you answer questions and stuff like that. So So I had, um, huh? You just did a mukbang as an interview instead? No. So we offered. So I. So we offered an idea where we would buy him like little like macarons and stuff, and <laughs> he gets to whichever macaron he picks to eat. It's associated with the question and stuff like that. And it did. And so basically, it seemed like he was very open to the idea, but unfortunately. After further discussion, ultimately, they didn't think it would be very, what's the right word, very professional, and they cared for it to look professional. So that's why that didn't end up happening. And so instead, what we did is we still bought the macros because we knew that he he was really excited on the idea of it. He thought it was really cute and fun. And at the end of the interview, we still gave it to him. And that moment I really remember because his like eyes, like his entire face just lit up, you know, and he was just really, really excited to be able to get the macarons and stuff like that. It's I guess like when I think back to it, it is it's a good memory, but also bittersweet because actually only a few weeks after that interview, the Kyoto Animation Arson incident happened and he was there in that studio and so there was a moment where the people who interviewed, including me, we genuinely were like, oh, my God, like, is he gone? Because, you know, because of what happened. Uh, luckily, he 
was not. He actually uh, he actually took over the direction for Miss Kobayashi-san's Maid Dragon because un- very unfortunately, the prior season's director was one of the ones who passed during that incident. So, uh, but there was like a moment that genuinely, I was like, did I like, did I just see someone from two weeks ago that was just never going to come back ever again? But luckily that was not the case. Uh, even as terrible as an incident it was, I was really relieved to hear that he was okay. And so, um, so that made the incident a little like heavier and bittersweet, but I just, I never forgot the fact of how like his face just like lit up when he realized that he still got to get the macarons. So, uh, so that was one of my, uh, one of my favorite moments. Another one that I had is more silly when I think back to it. I was very humiliated at the time, but then I, I didn't feel as bad later because now when I think back to it, I think it's funny is. I also got to sit in on an interview with the people behind Promise Neverland season one. And I think one of the producers was there. And so what happened was I went to a panel. Uh, I went to a Promise Neverland panel still, even after I did the interview, because I, unlike Jack, I really like to sit in on panels. <laughs> I, I like to listen. I'm sorry. Panel. I don't like panels. God. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's fun. And so I, it is great meeting those people up close. But anyway, so what happened More was- More power I, to you guys. You know, it's, I, I'm one less person to sit and take a seat in a panel. So, That's true. That is true. Yes. See, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Jack, for your noble <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> you're welcome. I'll just I'll just meet all the voice actors. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so basically, what happened was I was waiting outside, and or I was in line, and I was starving, and because it was just I was so busy with the way I stacked my schedule that there was no time to eat lunch, and so I brought a bunch of bread with me. <laughs> Speaking of bread, oh, no. uh, Isabel, so I brought a bunch of bread with me because I knew that that was going to happen. And bread is an easy way to feel full because it's a bunch of carbs. And so um, and so it was like the it was 15 minutes before the panel starts. And I was just scarfing down that bread, like just shoving it into my mouth and like trying to swallow as fast as I can. And right in that moment, the producer that I interviewed not even 30 minutes before before this panel like walked by and we had eye contact and I knew that like my face was just like bloated up with all the bread (laughs) like stuck in the cheek and I probably had crumbs and like stuff all around my mouth and I just froze and I like stared at him for a good few seconds and he did too because we made eye contact and we (laughs) knew each other because we had just seen each other 30 minutes before I love this and I was like oh god oh god and so I immediately like hid my face because I'm that person (laughs) I I just like put my hands over my face and like embarrassment and like it peeked out from the fingers and I saw him like just turn away and start laughing. (laughs) You should have been in the bread eating contest. I would have lost because I did not finish that bread. (laughs) Ouch. Uh, but yeah so and then I was just so mortified the rest of the panel I was like please don't see me please don't see me while I like sat there but now when I think back to it I think it's really funny it's always like hindsight sort of 
your perspective changes and stuff like that. So I don't feel as embarrassed about it anymore. But gosh, in that moment, I had never been more mortified. So <laughs> I hope he doesn't remember. That would make me really happy if he doesn't I really, remember no, this. I, no, I, hope, I hope he remembers like this. Doesn't he remember that you interviewed him? Just remembers the... But that was because it happened like 30 minutes before. So there was like no way he could have forgotten yeah, that. Okay, yeah, but like, you you know, the memory sometimes how it works. He's only going to remember the bread girl, not the bread girl that interviewed me 30 minutes before the bread thing happened. That is terrible. Head. I do not want that. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen that way. You, you don't know how the brain, well, you studied how the you should know how the brain works a little bit. Yes, I do know it. In fact, <laughs> memories are very fickle for that reason. So, <laughs> so what I said could be true yes but i hope it's not <laughs> true <laughs> i hope it is not true should we <laughs> should me and isabel share our most embarrassing con memories to make you feel better oh yes sure uh, please go ahead <laughs> i don't even know if i have one isabel do you have one i'm sorry that i put this to us <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to think about it. i really don't have that many i'm trying to yeah, think yeah no one else one. stuffed their bread in like like a monster no, right before no. a panel <laughs> Mm. oh this wasn't i don't think it was embarrassing for either of us but i think it was fun because i saw isabel playing ddr oh that was oh. Was it? <laughs> you want to talk really about that one? no it was at crunchyroll expo yeah. and i had asked to meet up with jack and i decided there was a to really up. big crowd watching you guys really oh my it god was a huge crowd. <laughs> oh it was so bad obviously i don't want to no, talk about it no it's uh yeah, me and my boyfriend okay. decided to play DDR, and he decided, <gasps> let's just go all out, so he chose the hardest Jack one ever. Jack sold Isabel's boyfriend! What? What did I do? Jack saw Isabel's boyfriend! Did you guys ever meet her boyfriend before? No! Oh, he's nice. I would love to, though, because you know I live for this kind of drama, but... Um. <laughs> what drama? They're just partners, God. Anyway, continue. Tell us all about tell us all about being embarrassed playing DDR. No, yeah, Jack called out to me after, and you told me that in Discord, and I was like, I didn't see you. Where were you? And I went around the whole arcade room again <laughs> just to find you, and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my god, Jack saw me, and I'm still sweating my ass off from that <laughs> DDR game. And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to be Jack right now, but I told him I would, and I was like, okay, smile, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just very much at arm's length, like. Hi, 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 Jack. Yeah, I, like, I gave you an aw- like, hey. hug, too. Hey, you, were like, I, you were like, I don't know if you hug, and I was like, Jack, I'm sweating. I, I, I forgot. I, <laughs> I was like, do you hug? I don't remember this. And then you're like, mm-hmm, I don't want to. Yeah, I like slapped him <laughs> on the back. I felt really bad. I'm sorry. But yeah, I just no. didn't want to. But yeah. No, it's okay. That's totally valid. I totally would other really any, funny. Yeah, if I wasn't playing TDR. Totally fine. No, it's okay. That's hilarious. Um... I'm trying. I'm still trying to think of my most embarrassing moment right now. Oh, but I remember. Okay, as I remember, I'm sure I'll. Uh, I have one thought. As I will attempt to remember an embarrassing moment, but I think one other cool thing from CRX that I forgot to say was the Burnout Syndrome's concert was really cool. Oh, even yeah. though I don't really know their music, and I'm sorry, but my friend who really likes IQ said that they did like three opening and endings for IQ or something. Yeah, they're so she huge. Was, like for really hyped for. It. Yeah, okay. So she was really she was super hyped for it, and I was just watching because I was like, I have nothing else to do. And what was really cute was they actually brought out the turning like we you had talked about turning red a little while ago in our discord chat and they reminded me that they brought her on stage the 
the uh, lead lead voice actor for May. Oh, yeah, they did. And then the main singer of Burnout Syndromes was like, he took out like a shikishi board. I couldn't actually see what it said, but then he was like, "This one's for you," and then like was just like showing off the little shikishi board, and then. The voice actor was just like on the stage and was just like, are you guys excited to see more burnout syndromes? And I was like, this is really cute. But then I was just like, wow, he's like really hamming it up with the um, being like with like the next song and being just like really hype about it. And I was like, that was really cute that that had happened. I meant to say that earlier, but I just forgot because I was gushing about artists. That no, that's fine. But, I mean, that's a good way for us to round off the episode, you know, with that because yeah. That's true. Some fun or what? You don't want to hear my embarrassing story? Okay, fine. <laughs> another. Did day. you have one? Uh, that's. I embarrassed myself in front of a voice actor. Was it the? That's all. What did you do? <laughs> that's it. Nothing much. Oh, it was. It was great. She was playing. She was perfectly in character. This was Carolina Ravasa, who uh, um, is a voice actor of Sombra from Overwatch, and she, <laughs> she literally took. My guns for my hands because I was cosplaying as Tracer and literally just aimed it at me. And I just legitimately was just shook that she had taken my weapons away from me. And I was like, oh, this is a complete reversal. And I was like, wait, this is totally in character, but I'm not ready for this. And I was just froze. (laughs) That's all. I just froze. And then she just did the her classic like somber boop. And I was like, I wasn't ready for any of this (laughs) at all. And the funny thing was, is that we were supposed to pose for a picture. So most of this was caught on camera. Oh, that's cute, though. <laughs> There's all these pictures, and I'm just like, uh... Anyway, there's my embarrassing moment. It's not as funny as Isabel doing DDR, though. <laughs> I or wish Gracie I saw Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can now wrap it up, even though I've totally messed up your segue into wrapping it's it up. It's fine. This is... Our, our, our episodes are always Isabel like this wait? anyway. <laughs> Oh no! I just wondered if Gracie had any other memories other than the bread, or like any other. Oh yeah, give us another embarrassing. You wanted to highlight or something? Oh no! I mean, I've, I've honestly, it's just such a joy for me that it, it's like every memory is pretty good. I, I have a really funny one where, um, I guess I just have a lot of funny ones where I think it's great. Really, is my first actually to watch Machia. I was like running from one end of the building outside to the Marriott and I had destroyed my feet because of the shoes I was wearing and I was also wearing a really nice like business professional red dress because of all the interviews. This happened at AX also like this year. Yes but not as bad. I I can tell it's not as bad. So um yeah like my I could (laughs) I could still walk and stuff like that but I genuinely hobbled. I would be hobbling with my uh with my feet like halfway through the day at anime expo and what happened was i was wearing a really nice like business professional red dress because of all the interviews that i was participating in with the professionals before and so i just kicked off my heels and i was just holding my my black heels and then um and then i was just dashing in this in this tight like business professional red dress and the amount of looks that people gave me because it is weirder to see a woman just holding heels while wearing business professional clothes just running down the hallways of um of the anime convention buildings than actual cosplay and 
by the time I finally got to Machia, I know I looked like a mess. Like my hair was sticking all over the place. I was panting <laughs> and like barely able to like catch on my bad breath and stuff like that. And the people in the line, there were two guys in front of me and bless their hearts. They saw me and they were like, are you okay? Do you need some water? <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. Of they were really nice. And I and me be who I am instead of being like, oh, thank you. I take some water. I was just like, let me just tell you everything that's happened so far that has turned me Crazy. into the best that I am. I thought the story was over. No, there. it's not. And so and then I told him. <laughs> And then, oh, so yeah. I'm just like blabbering on and on, like making big hand movements and stuff like that. And uh, and then one of the guys was like, so "Wait, you. like you know, wh- like which press outlet do you work for?" And then I was like, "I'm at, I'm with Anime Trending." And then he was like, "No way!" And I was like, "Oh, do you know us?" And he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "My yes my way. cousins like living in like the middle. I think his like his family came from the Middle East, but he's like my cousins who you know." are living there like they like they know anime trending more than they do Crunchyroll and I was like really wow and so mm, and so cool. when he freaked out some other guys ahead of him were like wait did someone say somebody's from anime trending and he was like yeah this girl is and they're like what and then so all these guys like starts to surround me and be like you know like tell us about anime trending what do you do what is it like working wow, you're for so them? popular Gracie. and stuff like that and it was it was just like a dominoes effect thing. And I remember the volunteers even looking confused when they walked by because they were like, I could see on their faces where they're like, is there someone important here and stuff? Because I actually did get like a whole circle around me. And I was like, not too. No, it's just this weird girl. Yeah, it's just this weird girl with her hair wild and like holding her shoes and, you know, in that business red dress. Nothing imp- no one important. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was, I was like, I was just like, at the end, I was like, that's not too shabby for someone who like came here looking so crazed that the two it is that those two strangers were like are you okay <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah i just i just have a, a lot of great time and i like meeting strangers and talking to strangers and befriending strangers <laughs> and so <laughs> um I, I like nodded my head at the first one and then as soon as you said the other two i was like gracie this is a sentence that it's not good out of context <laughs> I do. I like talking to strangers. I mean, even in this year's anime convention, there was like this really tall six foot woman. And I was just like, we were trying to figure out where the lies were. And and I just turned to her. I'm like, do you know what's going on? And she's like, no. And I'm like, great. And so that's how we bonded. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens with Gracie. Way, way too just social. (laughs) I don't know how you do it. Uh, I mean, it's it's fun, though. And it, it comes naturally, you know? You just see someone, you just want to talk to them, you know? So. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, Gracie's a natural, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you, I think you have both me and Isabel giving yeah, you some weird looks know, right now. Like, you just turn around to someone sometimes when you're waiting and just be like, let's chat it up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Sorry. I think this is the introvert extrovert thing right yeah, here. Yeah, that's that's like mm-hmm. a common. I think my friends have gotten used to it at this point, especially my like friends who have known me for a long time. The one year that Shauna came with me to Anime Expo when we were in the same line together, I think that happened where I was just like turned around, I'm like, oh, so you know, you're you're interested in this too, and I just randomly start talking, <laughs> and she like, and she just 
listen and like would add in one or two things sometimes <laughs> and then um and then she was just like this is this is just what you do <laughs> and so oh my god wait are you the type of person that will just like hear a conversation next to you and be like wait i can contribute to this conversation and jump in yes is that a problem do you, do you, do- <laughs> <laughs> no no mm, no i mean if they're not bothered by it then no they never seem bothered but, by it <laughs> okay i guess all these people just want new friends so it's okay but i'm just like wow I couldn't do that then. I also... <laughs> I've tried, and then I'm it's like... It's just mm, when you're waiting there, you know, there's nothing you can do. And then you just turn to the left. There's <laughs> someone who's available to talk. And so you just <laughs> talk to them. That person looks as bored as me. Let me go bug them right now. Not bored. Seem open for interactions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I... So that was one... Another woman I like, and so I know a lot about her. You know, she teaches. Um, she teaches kindergarten, <laughs> and um, <laughs> she's like my best friend after being a stranger for like five minutes. Well, no, no, no. Like, I obviously I don't know everything about her, but she was so nice, and she. I know, but you know more about her <laughs> than like, I just can't get over this. <laughs> is is this just not a common occurrence for you guys? It's a very common occurrence for me. So. That's good. I wow, that's all I got. Just wow. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, this is how I make friends in college too. You know, that's how I made friends with my roommate. Huh? <laughs> you had friends in college? Wow. No, I meant like Such this is how I make friends in college. Is I see someone, oh. I see someone with an open spot. I sit next. To, I sit down to that <laughs> open spot, and then I just start talking to them. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs> that being said, I though, join, it did take... I had to join nerd clubs to be friends with it people. It did Come take on. three months for my current roommate to start talking to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to initiate conversation, and then she turned away from me. And I was like... And I did the logical thing, which is, you know what I'm going to do? Sit next to her. <laughs> so... Um, anyway you're gonna talk to me whether you like it or not (laughs) actually no i think three i think three months was long enough for her to give up and just be like all right fine she's not giving well actually no it's more that she ended up talking to me because she wanted to ask a question about something but when she asked that question i was like it just opened up yeah, I was like, there's the opening right there. People. Anyway, the moral of the story is that we're now roommates for like years. So. <laughs> uh, I just want somebody to write an anime based on Gracie's life. Why does everyone <laughs> say this? Shauna says the same thing. I don't get it. <laughs> because it's so much fun to listen to you recount all of these things. And I'm just like, someone needs to like document this and turn it into like the greatest slice of life anime that you've ever seen. I think this might be genetics and the reason why I say this is <laughs> no, no no okay hold your horses on this okay I'm going to give you a bit of family history on this my great grandparents <laughs> they one of them is the son of this noble family with a crap ton of money and he was the heir and he I kid you not 
ran away from home because he fell in love with a prostitute and bought her out from the place that owned her so he could marry her. Like, that's the sort of lineage I come from in regards to, like, my family history. So if anything, my life is not the interesting one. You you guys need to start with my great-grandparents' life because... Okay, you're the author. You can do that. But it's too intimate, and I don't want to do that, so... Okay, that's valid. Anyway, if anyone, if any uh, anime studio or manga studio or anything out there is interested in Gracie's life and would like to make a fictionalized version of it, please reach out and yeah, drag Gracie. No, please do not, do not, do not, please, do not, please. Somebody do it, please. Do not. Now. I am ending this episode now. now. Okay, this is all Isabel's fault because. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to end the episode like 10 <laughs> if minutes ago. We were, and then Isabel forced <laughs> me to continue it. So, really, this is all Isabel's fault. So, um, uh, thank you everyone for joining us today. I hope you liked how we meandered, and um, I don't appreciate it, but it is what it is. So. We love you all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we will be back next week with another fun topic. So I hope you'll be with us next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.